Alright guys, welcome to From the Corner, uh, Baylor's University official uh, podcast. I guess we could say that maybe. Uh, you're here, I'm Justin Bear, and uh, we also have sports editor Will Parchman and uh, fellow sports writer uh, Brian Bateman. Um, guys, the last podcast of the year, I mean... Getting, getting a little uh, teary-eyed. Yeah, I know, I mean, it's been real, it's been fun, I mean, I don't know, it's just... I don't know if it's been real fun. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's been real and fun, though. Yeah. It's not at the same time. Definitely. It's going to be a long summer. I don't know how our listeners are going to be able to deal without our uh, sage wisdom from, from the corner. Exactly. There won't be a corner over the summer. It's going to be a bunch of round edges Yeah. It's from which there is no wisdom. So good luck for uh, you listeners. Have a good summer. Um, we'll start off. Interesting weekend in Baylor Athletics. Uh, baseball hosting uh, University of Nebraska in uh, Guys, after uh, the Friday's game getting canceled, uh, Saturday we saw so uh, a wide array of uh, of output from the uh, Bears. You know, open it up, uh, could have easily defeated Nebraska, lost that game there um, in extra innings, and then just got plummeted um, by the Cornhuskers in the in the second game. Um, so, uh, Brian, I guess you're, you're Mr. Baseball. It's your thoughts. Well, this reminds me so much of the A&M series last 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 weekend. You got first game; it was pretty much. I mean, the score's a little high for it, but a pitchers pitchers game, pitchers duel going on, and then you have a blowout. The second game and the third game, you, Baylor automatically starts getting all these amazing hits and everything. And it's pretty much just the same thing, except we were able to pull it out in the, uh, in the final game. Um, tough, tough, you know, way to lose that first one. You have a well. You, to be honest, you really shouldn't have been in it. Uh, at the very end, you get uh, Brooks, uh, Brooks Kimmy coming in, and he hits hits a two-run home run to tie the game up. And then you got uh, and you got Shaver missing an important um, foul ball there that uh, was a tough catch. He's you know leaning over the rail and everything, but still um, that would have uh, kept the game alive pretty well. And then you got Saturday was just a oh, just a destruction by the hands of Sean Tolson. Um, and, he just uh, was looking a lot more like a freshman than he did uh, any other time this year. And then finally on Sunday, uh, Willie came back uh, after coming in relief on on a, on a Saturday Saturday afternoon. He came back and was able to, to fish a fish a great game and get get a win out of there. So yeah, it was a tough tough weekend, but they, at least they were able to pull one one out, and now they still have a chance um, for the Big Twelve tournament and maybe even the NCAA. Later on, but we'll have to see about that. All right, and I guess kind of dissecting each game uh, one by one. I mean, the first game, uh, obviously, Brooks Kimmy's home run uh, in the bottom of the ninth kind of stands out to me. I mean, this guy, I, I believe he, he deserves a lot more playing time than what he's been getting, especially with the instability that we've had behind the play. You know, with Greg Lime batting a, a you know a, a mere two twenty four. Um, Brooks is hitting 433, and obviously he hasn't had as many at-bats as Greg, but uh, just the offensive production we've seen, I believe he had a game against TCU, a strong game um, earlier in the season. Um, and then Saturday's, and then the second game, uh, Tolson, that's just, you know, not Tolson-like. He's already, he's thrown two shutouts uh, in Big 12 play, so we know, you know, he's just having an off day. Um, giving up seven runs while only getting two outs out of that. Right, and he just didn't look good at all. He was throwing, you know, his his fastballs were you know way outside. Everything just it wasn't you know there wasn't wasn't anything 
near the strike zone. I think at one point he he, he uh, threw eleven straight balls, and it's just he just wasn't you know wasn't playing up, up to his normal capacity. He hit two batters and uh, and then had a had a pass ball or a, a wild pitch that uh, that um really cost him later on, and just just really just wasn't wasn't himself at all. And that really, uh, as the coach was saying after the game, that really just put a damper on the whole game and. and after that, it was just so hard for Baylor just to get anything going after they already realized that they're down seven. Yeah. Just, I mean, because uh, we are an experienced team. I mean, we have pretty much all starters returned from last season's team. Um, but we, we still are young. And when you're down seven to nothing in the top of the first inning already, it kind of hinders any comeback chance um, for, for, young, for young guys such as uh, our, our baseball team. If you, if you look at the stats, um, kind of breaking down some some things from from the guys that should be contributing in, in the three games, it's kind of telling. Uh, you've got your your top five batters for most of this the, the series. It was uh, Shaver, Rayner, uh, Dustin, um, Adam Hornung, and uh, Aaron Miller, and those five guys were, were um, at the top of the lineup for each of the three games. Uh, you look at the first game, the six to four. Um, game that probably shouldn't have gone to extra innings in the first place. Nebraska had kind of outplayed the team for most of the game. Uh, Brooks Kimmy comes out off the bench and has that ginormous pinch hit home run uh, just to kind of sit in, a, in, the, in the extras. The, the top five um, from the batting order gives you a two for 21 day with no RBIs. Um, and I mean, when you look at kind of some of these stats, I mean, Shaver struck out twice, Rainer Campbell struck out twice. Adam Horning struck out twice, and Dustin Dickerson and Aaron Miller both had one. Uh, neither of them looked sure. Um, Rainer left four guys on base. Uh, and, the, and these are the guys that, I mean, if they, like we saw, in, in especially in game one, I mean, if they don't contribute in close games, you're not going to have a chance. And then you look at the, the next one, the 14-1 to embarrassment, those guys go three for 18. I mean, that's the top five. I mean, those are your, your big producers. Five for 39. Two games in two games, right. and and that's I mean, again, no RBI. It's not one RBI from from the guys that you look to to lead this team. And a lot, and some of these guys were were thought of to be uh, possible top five, top seven round draft picks in the in, in the bigs, and there's no chance of that anymore. Uh, Beamer was thought to be a pretty high major league prospect, but he, he could probably still go relatively high, but I mean, not nearly as high as he was probably projected to go. And then you look at the last game. Uh, where Baylor offense finally did get going, um, and it's it's kind of it goes hand in hand. Either the offense and the pitching goes, or they neither go, and they, they both look pretty good. Uh, Willie Kemp had a, had a really good outing, uh, pitched five strong innings, and then Mace Thurman obviously uh, pitched another four. Uh, but you look at the production from that top five again: twelve for twenty-eight. Uh, Dustin had three RBIs. Aaron had four, or uh, Aaron had three. Dustin had one. Sorry, uh, but. Uh, Aaron was four for five, two runs scored. I mean, that is the kind of production you would expect from your big boppers, the guys that are smack in the middle of your lineup. I mean, if you don't get production from those guys, as we've seen this season, they routinely have not. Uh, you're, I mean, you're going to be 25 and 20 and have a losing record in the Big 12. In that, right now they're staring up at Texas and they've got that the uh, home and home this weekend with with the Longhorns, and that doesn't look good. I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, you can't say with any certainty that um, this team can put together a cohesive weekend of play because they haven't done it yet. Right, and definitely so. I mean, right now they're they're right neck and neck with Texas, so that's going to be you know a, a huge series this weekend. And 
especially because you got only six games left for Baylor. Some teams have nine, and and there's still a scenario if you know if, if they lose more than more than uh, three or four of these, there's a good chance they won't even make the Big Twelve tournament. So, uh, which if you don't know, you have to make the top eight seeds, which means you beat the number nine, number ten seed, which is pretty horrible. Anyway, uh, just just that just that being an, an option here, and you got Texas and Texas Tech, two teams that uh, you know. Texas can go either way. They can play really well. Or they're, they're a lot like Baylor. They're they're kind of in that middle middle area. And then you got Tech, who's you know they're a little lower than, than Baylor is, but you know going on the road and playing them, it's always tough to Tech. I don't I don't know. Last time we've won a series um, there, it's been it's been tough. It's been a while. It's been a while. So it's it, it's going to be an interesting um, next couple of weeks to see where these where these guys end up. Especially uh, with, like we were saying earlier, with Aaron. You know, he's Aaron Miller. He's he's one of these guys that he hits in clumps, and and you know, you see a home run. Most of the time, he sits you know three or four, three home runs a game. Uh, you know, and and unfortunately, most of the time he strikes out um, and it doesn't get these games. But when he does, you know, he's really the key of this this team. That when he's able to hit, everybody else is able to hit. So I don't know, you pretty much use him as a litmus test for for everything else here. So he's yeah he's definitely very important to, to keep an eye on for the rest of the season. Oh yeah, I mean I definitely think that the story for all of the Bears this season has been inconsistency. I mean, you, you see these great performances, you know, from Sean Tolleston earlier in the season that earned a Big Twelve uh, Pitcher of the Week, and then you know he comes out a couple weeks later and gives up seven runs. You can only get two outs in the first inning before uh, being yanked. So I mean, like I said before, these guys are young. But uh, I mean, which hopefully the glimpses we do see of their success is, you know, just what, what we should expect to see next year. You know, maybe more consistent, consistently. Well, you know what? Enough of that mess. All right, we've uh, this is our last podcast. We're we're trying to uh, pump up the uh, the happy level in the corner, and to do that, I think we're going to move on here to men's and women's tennis. Great story over the weekend. Um, Start with the men's side. Um, kind of have been shaky this year. Actually, uh, dropped a four-three decision to Texas down in Austin earlier this year. End up motoring through the Big Twelve tournament, face Texas in the final. And you know what they say, guys? It's the Cowboys proved it this year. Beat the Giants twice in the regular season. Play them again uh, in the postseason and, and, and lose. So they say that you know the more times you play a team, the harder it is to beat them. And uh, I mean, they did it. I mean, they they kind of snuck one out from UT, four to two victory, even with Lars Pershka yeah. kind of on on the shelf with an injury. Yeah, I mean, the the fact that you had your number one seeded guy injured and still be a team like Texas, who's ranked number seven in the nation, uh, speaks high volumes for uh, Canole's team and uh, you know all the guys that uh, you know that he has, Dennis Lugux, uh You know, he, as we've seen before, he can play with the best of them. You know, he showed that Sunday afternoon. And I think one thing that needs to be said as well is that, you know, last year they had a great team, like last two years, but then they lost a lot. Nobody really knew. And just that just speaks volumes to this ability to, you know, to recruit and have depth on this team so that when you do have an injury like this, it doesn't completely devastate you. I mean, yes, it, it did hurt, hurt when you had uh, Matt Brown and you had uh, Lars out for each one of them out for almost a month um, separately. And then, but just to be able to, to you know, play through and, and, you know, being contention for where, we, where they are right now is uh, a pretty big honor. What I, what surprised me so much about this season, and especially about the tournament, was that 
I mean, for probably the last three or four years, obviously the last year notwithstanding, the team has had a major, major piece on the single side between Dominic, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, uh, Ben Becker and then um, um, uh, Benedict Dorsch. Both of those guys were huge, huge, you know, singles champions, uh, top five guys in the NCAA for most of their careers. I mean, and then we see Ben Becker go on and end Andre Agassi's professional career. So, I mean, both of them have done some things. I think Becker now is in the top 100 in the ATP, and, and Dorsch is doing well as well. So, I mean, when you have guys like that anchor your program, I mean, it wasn't that big of a shock to see these guys in, uh, in the NCAA, you know, Final Four every year. But, I mean, this year with this team, I mean, there's it, it's talent that you don't necessarily know about. Guys like uh, Jordan Rux, and, I mean, the, I mean these guys that are, are kind of these workmanlike guys that get it done week in and week out, but, I mean, they're not flashy. You don't, I mean, they don't win singles titles. They just, you know, beat the guys they're supposed to beat. I think that's what we saw over the weekend was, was a lot of really workmanlike performances, which is kind of contrast the women's side switching over to them. I mean, they've kind of been this, the flashy... Uh, beat everybody that put in front of you. I think that for the they beat UT in the last game of the season seven to nothing. Mm-hmm. Well, Lady Longhorns are not. I mean, obviously no Lady Bears, but I mean they're not a joke. And I mean they they kind of proved the, the same thing that the men's side said, except in reverse. They uh, they beat Texas in the season finale, and they turn around and, and beat UT in the finals as well. So I mean the women I'd say have had one heck of a season. Kind of hats off to them for. For what they've been able to do, especially with considering Susanna Zemanova's graduating, definitely so. Yeah, that was just an amazing run, and I think the only real blemish was just that that one one loss that was with Northwestern, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know, four three loss, so it could have gone either way. Um, just that was just tough, but but yeah, a great great season by them. Um, and the, the best thing about them is now they get to sit and wait. And uh, today or Tuesday. Um, we have, uh, they're going to get the selection show on, uh, what, what channel was it? ESPN News. On ESPN News at 2.30. So if you want to run over there to uh, the Farrell Center and, and join them in the watch party, they definitely uh, were, uh, you know, inviting people to come over and help them see where, where they're all going to end up in the NCAA tournament. Just kind of like the, uh, the basketball where they had everybody there, and, except I don't know if they'll be quite as rowdy. But uh, if I'm there, it will be. <laughs> that's true. Um, but yeah, it'll be there at two thirty. So feel free to head over and uh, see see where, where they get placed. All right. Well, that's gonna wrap it up for uh, the final ever, or not really final ever, final podcast of this year yeah. for uh, from the corner. We appreciate you guys listening in, and uh, Will, it's been a pleasure working with you, buddy. That's right. It's my maiden voyage, listeners. Uh, last time you'll be hearing this beautiful voice. I'm sorry. Maybe you'll. Uh, We'll hear it sometime in the future. Yeah, maybe from some small town newspaper <laughs> like Saskatchewan Press or something like that. I don't know. All right, we're right now. We'll see you guys later. Thanks. Please hang up and try again.